the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The strength that you and I possess as believers in Christ is what we're talking about today on Times of Refreshing. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, welcome to Times of Refreshing. Today, our teacher and pastor here at the well, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman, returns us to Ephesians chapter 3. Now, if you were with us yesterday, you'll remember that we were focusing in on verses 14 through 19 and the strength of the saints. question is, where does this strength come from and how do we maintain it? How do we build on it? That's what we're looking at today, answers to those questions. Please join us with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. Once again, our teacher and pastor, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. I want you to go to the book of Acts chapter 14. And we're going to end with this because I want to show you here how sometimes even being strengthened by the Lord means that God through people is going to send individuals and through them, God is going to begin to, to strengthen you. And I think we have to be open to that. That God, through individuals, by the influence of the Holy Spirit, still is going to, he's going to strengthen us. It says here in verse 21, Acts chapter 14, verse 21. Look at this. It says, and when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples... They returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. Look at verse 22. Strengthening the souls, the mind, the will, and the emotions of the disciples. Exhorting them to continue in the faith. Saying, we must through much tribulations enter the kingdom of God. So Apostle Paul knew as he went off. That he had his first wave through the region. And then, after he had his first, first wave, he understood that just because someone looks like they got it, doesn't always mean that they got it. Can I have an amen, saints? And so what has, happens, he goes back through his circuit, and the Bible says that he strengthened their what? Their souls. Okay, And I think for all of us, from a mental standpoint, we got to allow God, and this is part of the inner man, God, we have to allow God to strengthen our minds. So we learn how to cast out imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We learn that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God for pulling down strongholds. We learn that God wants us to be renewed by the, and transformed by the renewing of our minds. We learn that, that see, God uses, he used these individuals to come back, back, back through and strengthen them, to strengthen them in their emotions. This is their soul. Whether we realize it or not, 
Sometimes, and I, was, I said this in the first service, sometimes we can feel or think that we are hearing from God and it's really just our emotions. I'm, I'm telling y'all. Been prophesying for years, been around this stuff for years and, and hearing the voice of God can be very, very complicated if you don't get your emotions in check. Can I have an amen? Because what we sometimes we feel is on a soulish level, it's not on a spiritual level. And as a result of that, it can be very, very confusing. It takes time for us to get to a place where we go from the outer court, which is our flesh, to the inner court, which is our soul, to the holy of holies, which is our spirit. Amen. It takes time for God to get us to that place where we learn to minister out of our spirit and not just our soul, the emotional realm. We've seen this. Some of you grow up, you know, you see it's more fleshly or 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 emotional than it is spiritual because spiritual isn't always a shout and a dance. Some people don't think they had church unless they shout and a dance. But sometimes the best church you could ever have is just sitting there quiet and, and you don't say nothing. When the glory of God came to the children of Israel and God began to manifest himself, the Bible says that when the cloud came in the room, they couldn't even do nothing but just sit there. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And what happens is, this is what happens, saints. But we got to learn that we need strength in also in our souls so that we become balanced and we're not emotional roller coasters. We're stable. We've been strengthened in our inner man by the power of God. But God brings people along even in times to preach to God, to share the word of God, which in turn causes us to be stable or established in our souls. That word also strengthened, it means to be established in our souls. We're not flaky. We're not windy. Phew. I mean, that's how some people's Christians' lives are. Yeah, they're stable. They're fixed. They're established. You know, Jesus wasn't walking around when you read the Gospels. He was, he was a man. He was the God-man. He wasn't like these movies. Be healed. No, he was... We've been watching too much Ten Commandments. You know what I'm saying? Charles is it Charles Heston? Or, yeah. He was good though. He was good. He was good. You know, he was good. But you know what I'm saying? But he was stable. Saying this is a this is God wants to make you stable. That's strength. Well, for all of us, he does it also through preaching, just what we're talking about now. God's trying to stabilize from an emotional standpoint. And then the next word, next area is your will. He strengthened the soul so that their will was strong. Do you know what? If your will is bent towards God and yielded to the Spirit of God, God wants you to have a strong will. I want to be strong-willed. Meaning, I want my will to be bent towards God so that when the enemy comes in to try to tempt me, my will is there also to resist them. No, I'm not doing that. Can I have an amen? God gave you a will for, his, for, for, for a reason. He wants us to use our will 
And he wants it to come into alignment with his will. There's, Jesus had his face set like a flint towards Jerusalem. That means he was fixed. His will was bent towards doing it. God wants us to have, be strengthened in our wills. So that we, we don't get off and led. But we are, we are led by his spirit. Well, they came along and this is what they did. In verse 22, strengthening the souls of the disciples. Watch this, exhorting them to continue in the faith. And saying, now watch this, we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Saints, us going through tribulation is just part of, it's just part of Christianity. He exhorted them. It's going to happen. So we got to understand that as we approach the end of this age, we need strength to bear up under the test and the trials and the tribulation, things that happen. I'm not saying it always has to happen in your life. But I'm saying that if it does happen, you have been equipped to handle it in your marriage, raising kids, on your jobs, in the church. That no matter what, there's a strength in me that God has forged through the preaching and through the teaching and through the things that God has released, even personally speaking to me and the impartation through the power of the Spirit. God teaches me because built into the covenant is going to be tribulation sometimes. There's going to be tests. But God teaches me how not to buckle under the pressure from a soulish standpoint because I've been strengthened in my inner man. Amen? Saints, for all of us, we know, we just talked about the preaching and the teaching. This is what they did. They exhorted them through the Word of God. This is part of the way in which God, and it's the same thing for transformation. It takes the Word of God for us to develop true strength. The Holy Spirit, through the Word is going to forge something in you that causes you to be strong. You become a fortress for God through the Word. But let me ask you this. How much do you study God's Word? The Holy Spirit uses, He needs a point of reference. The Holy Spirit will bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever Jesus Christ has said to you. But if you never put the information in the computer... How he can't, he's pushing enter and Oprah is there and ESPN is there and amen, law and order is there. Law and order. Who else? Young and the Restless, is that what you said? That's old, that's old school. That's old school. You telling on yourself, you... Get focused, Pastor. <laughs> sister, you sister, you funny. I mean, but what's in there? Well, if we're getting the Word in us, saints, what happens? The Word of God, God uses the Word to strengthen us because there's times when we're going to need something. We're going to need a Word from God to, that's going to bring strength to us. And He's able to say, boom, remember this Scripture. Meditate on this. Go to this. Read that. See that. Can I have an amen? It takes the word of God. And now preaching does this. And I said this in the first service. I refuse to take personal responsibility for you guys being what I would call fed. My job is to lead you guys to the pasture. I can't make you eat. I give you a message on Sunday morning. I mean, Sunday afternoon. That's one. Monday, you got to get your own message. Yeah. 
Tuesday, you got to get some food. Wednesday, you need to get some food. Thursday, you need to get some food. I might be able to help you out on Wednesday, though. You come to Wednesday night Bible study. But Thursday, you got to get some food. Friday, you got to get some food. Every day, you got to get some food. Amen. I'm, gonna give you, I'm giving you some marching orders. I'm saying we got to meditate, study on, on strength for the rest of the week. Just devour it. But I can't make you do it. Amen. I can't make you do it. You have to do it. And so for all of us, we got to get into the word. Number two, prayer. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. If we want to become strong, God through his spirit helps us through prayer in the spirit to build ourselves up. To build up our inner man. So we become strong on the inside, saints. There's no way we can survive all of the attacks of the enemy if we don't develop a consistent prayer life that causes us to get strong on the inside. I thank God for the prophetic and deliverance and all these things, but I just need some strength on the inside. To bear up under, to be patient, to be long-suffering, to deal with life. But it's through prayer that we learn this, that we get this. Most people don't really pray. They don't spend time before God just praying and seeking His face, getting to know Him. And then what happens is God takes our spirit and He begins to strengthen us and our soul. One moment in prayer can change your mind, settle your emotions, deal with your will. But it becomes a lifestyle. That's something that you have to do, saints. And, and, and that's what's going to cause us to be strong. Number three, said this in the first service, praise and worship. Praise and worship. Praise and worship opens your spirit up to the influence of God. And it rightly postures and positions you to get strength from God. Spending time in praise and worship. Sometimes, I want to say this, and this is a shame. For some people, the only time that they praise God is when they come to church on Sunday morning. How can, how can we survive? How can we get strong? God strengthens us through praise. He will give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. When the heaviness comes down upon you and the devil tries to bombard and barrage your mind, just start praising God. Learn to get that depression off your life. Bind the devil. Say, devil, I'll bind you right now. God is good. He's worthy to be praised. I bless him right now. And praising and worshiping God is not about having a song. It's just about having, it's just expression, expressing to God how you feel about, about him based on how he's revealed himself to you. God, you're awesome. You're a mighty God. I bless you, God. You don't even have to sing a song when you do it. Because, you know, some of us can't really sing. We just make a joyful noise. God, we thank you. Saints, but this is what happens. Learn to do this. People should hear you praising God. On your job, take a praise break. Amen? At the home, take a praise break. Dealing with family and friends and all. Lord, hey, listen, I'm, I'm going into the bathroom for a while. Don't y'all bog me for another hour because I'm getting ready to get my praise on. Just go off in the bathroom. That's how I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. I went up in my prayer room and I just, I just went off. Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, you're Bam, the power of God hit me. I've never been the same since. Listen, praise works, y'all. 
heaven. Amen. The devil don't want to hear you praising God because it changes your mind. It changes your emotions. It settles your spirit. It blesses God. It gets him into your life. It causes him to come down into your situation. And it gives you strength. I want to say this to all you men in the room. You men need to be the praise leader in your house. Uh Uh-huh, got real quiet up in here. The men should be leading the the charge in praise. We're going to bless God. David, David, listen, man. For all of us. David, man, I'm just going to go ahead and finish preaching. Can I just keep on preaching here? We don't have another service, so we just go ahead. So, listen, say, David, David was bad, man. There's not many men that we've ever met in our life that was as fierce as him. He'll cut your head off. David was, he was, he was mean, man. He ran at Goliath. Hit him upside the head with a rock. Then ran at him and chopped his head off in front of everybody. Lifted his head up. Took his sword. Took his, everything from him. So, listen, men. David was tough. But David was also a worshiper. You're not soft if you're a worshiper. It may be a sign that you're real strong. And you're secure in your manhood. Do you know how the Bible says that he made all kinds of instruments? He made them. You read the Bible, the book of Psalms, all these Psalms, hymns. He loved God. He had a passion for God. He was a warrior, but he had a passion for God, worship. Imagine running from your own son. Imagine the king trying to kill you. Imagine all the things that he went through. His wife being, his wife being taken. And, and his men, own men, wanting to stone him because their wives got taken. He had stress in his life. He had pressure in his life. He wasn't easy for David. But the reason why he survived is because he sit down and he, he just start, he started writing to God. And he would start singing and he would, it settled them. It strengthened them. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Amen. He, he learned how to praise God and to worship God, and it strengthened him. Well, saints, we got to learn to do this. This is how we get our strength from God. And the last thing, and I'm going to let you go, is if we're going to be strong as Christians and allow God's strength to begin to hit our lives, we need the right kind of fellowship. If you want to be strong, get around some strong people. Amen? How can I be strong? It, it, it. We got to get around strong people. Look at people. Watch them under pressure. Watch them when their back is against the wall. Don't just listen to, you know, what what they have. Watch. See how people respond under hardship. Get some people around you that you've seen go through the fire. Because you don't know who's faithful until the fire hits their life. And what happens is we want to get around people in our lives that have displayed a strength. Who have hung in there with their spouse. Who have gone through some valleys raising the kids. But you see them and they're they're still consistent. They didn't leave God. They didn't go back to the clubs and to the bars. You watch it. 
And you see, and you start to have conversations with people like this. That's just one of the things I love. I love getting around guys, and I ask them, you know, how did you? I love fellowshipping with pastors, even as a pastor, who can sit down and tell me not only just about their peaks, but about their valleys. Now, how'd you make it through that? One of the reasons why, let me say this to one of the reasons why I love Pastor Jamie, I love Pastor Jamie. Because I was there and I walked with him through something that most pastors would have threw in the towel and buckled. But he hung in there. I said, man, look at this guy. And there were days when he'd call me and say, man, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just, I don't know if this is for me. I said, yeah, it is for you. You're going to make it through this. You want to get around and fellowship causes you, just like Apostle Paul and these guys did, it causes a strength to come to you. Watch who you're fellowshipping with, saints. Because the strength that you need and are looking for, it might be in someone else. They might come along in that moment and just give you a word in season that keeps you going when you feel like throwing in the towel. Amen? I look at Brother Ernesto. He was trapped in Mexico. But he showed a strength. And a resolve. He hung in there. But you know what? His church hung in there with him. His church hung in there with him. We prayed for the brother. And we, with his wife. Saints, what happens is, we got to get around people like this. And what does it do? It strengthens you. Father, we thank you tonight. That the church is not a weak entity. We're strong because of your influence, your spirit. Makes us strong, makes us valiant, makes us courageous, gives us something on the inside that causes us not to buckle, not to be impatient. It causes us to be long-suffering. God, we praise you that you strengthen us, that there's people in this room right now that are going, their backs are against the wall. But I thank you that your spirit is present to keep them and to guard them and to guide them and to sustain them. And they're not going to die. They're not going to quit. They're not going to give up. They're not going to throw in the towel. They're going to make it. You're going to see them through. And God, we thank you this afternoon that your strength is for us. And it's in us. Your might is for us. And your power is for us. And Lord... As we're approaching the end of this age, help us to be a people that doesn't buckle under trial. You said in your word that at the end of this age, there's going to be a great falling away. People are going to cave into the pressure of life and the pressure of persecution. But you said in your word, through much tribulation, watch me enter into the kingdom of God. You built us for this time. You built us for the end of this age. And Lord, you're strengthening us. God, strengthen our minds, our wills, and our emotions. Lord, it is not easy out there. But we refuse to go and run and hide in the cave. God, we don't fear Jezebel. We don't fear the spirit of Jezebel. God, release the spirit of Jehu over this house. God, release Jehu. God, release the spirit. Cause us... To mount up and be strong, Lord. And God, as we go forward, I ask that it would become contagious. That God, people that are weak now, that we would strengthen the weak and the feeble. We cause them to be strong by the power of your spirit. God, we thank you 
for saving us. And God, we're going to magnify your strength in this church. We're not just going to magnify our weakness. We're going to magnify the strength that you provide us. We give you praise. Father, I just pray for everyone here. Maybe they're dealing with tough situations with their children. God, strengthen these families. Strengthen marriages. Strengthen them, God. We love you for it, Lord. You've you've called us to this strength. Forge it in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. You're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925 925- 292-7800. Or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, thewellchurch.net. Or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And we're praying and standing on his truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless.